Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Energized. Sitting here with Roscoe. The main man, basketball, has a form. Fist pump for you, bud. Fist pumping away. Um, we're back. Off the hottest weekend Dublin has seen all year. Man, how good was that weather? It actually was unreal. It actually was unreal. If you didn't see us, actually, <laughs> well, we went to the game on Sunday. Leinster versus... Toulouse. Toulouse, that was it. And then um, myself, Ross... Ron O'Leary and Marky went with us as well. Uh, the four lads. The four lads. And then <laughs> we ended up on TV, but like I was blocked out by one of the like the poles, one of the posts from the rugby. Oh no, I could see your I could see your right ear. Yeah, oh my right ear and a bit of the sunglasses. Like but... it couldn't be any more obviously you from the ear. <laughs> yeah, it was my rasher ear, so it was obviously me, but uh Carl Duff, shout out to Carl Duff, he sent a photograph being like I could see he's on TV. <laughs> and then Ross goes, did you see that? And I go, what? And then he's like, we were on TV, but you were behind the pole. And I was like, what pole are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, we were literally sitting in the front row and I had perfect yeah. view. So I was like, what, what pole are you I'm talking about? I'm still a bit amused by what pole that is because there was no pole there. Yeah. It was I was like, when, I, when you see it on TV, you, also on TV, is like, it makes sense because like, you can see the pole. But when you're actually in the stadium, I'm like, hold on, there's no pole here obstructing our view. Yeah. It was actually such a beautiful so day out as well. It was obviously the goalpost. I think that's what we're going to name this podcast. We were on, t- we were on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you are new to the Energize podcast, welcome. And if you're returning Energize listener, whoa, 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 whoa. welcome back. Welcome back. By the way, we are on the road to ten thousand followers on Instagram right now. On the road again. We are on nine thousand. 850. 850, yeah. And we said once we get to 10,000, we're going back to YouTube with a bang. YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, but uh, if this is your first time tuning into the show, usually we come out with the podcast on Monday. It was just, it was a bank holiday weekend this weekend, and we were like... Sometimes life happens. Yeah, and like also the algorithms and all are changing again, so we're like, right, we go again on Tuesday, because people are still posting their throwbacks from the bank holiday weekend. But... uh, What a Sunday it was, man. It was cool to be out with the lads yeah. and that weather. I wasn't expecting that weather. You know what? I actually really enjoyed the weather. But then, weather's not good for our gram because less people are, are hitting that gram. And also, all the girls and guys like start getting half naked and all their Instagram posts. And like when we're there giving thumbs up, fully dressed, it's like, oh, less likes, less interactions. Yeah. There's actually more and more nakedness, naked jacuzziness uh, on Instagram these days. It's actually... So it's going soft insane. Co- Softcore porn almost. It fun. is, it is. Because people are trying to get the likes, man. We're just here trying to grind, make this our pa- like our passion into our career. We're smiling with our thumbs up and like <laughs> bir- birds there like spreading their arse cheeks. And then we're like competing against them. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? Oh, it's insane. <laughs> we'll have a, a cup of tea and talk about the football, no? Fix the bottom of that. Is it broken? Hold on. <laughs> No, we're grand Is that again. better? Yeah, we're grand again, yeah. But right. uh, yeah, we are literally competing with girls and G-strings and guys with six-packs. We'll just give them the thumb and have them go crack. So uh, if you could give us a shout-out and recommend us to a friend, we'd very much appreciate that. If you love Energize, give us that love heart. Yeah, give us that heart. Um, yeah, so on this week's show, we're going to be discussing the rugby from the weekend. And also, we're going to be looking at the Champions League the Europa League and the race to the top four in the Premier League because uh, shit is going down. And then uh, in the main part of the show, we're also going to be looking at all the fight action, including Anthony Joshua was meant to be on taking on... His opponents dropped out. 
yeah, it's actually irrelevant who he is now as well. Miller, anyway. Uh, Katie Taylor is also coming back. She's going to be fighting on that card on June 1st. And then we're going to be looking at all the MMA news, including Darren Till getting banged up abroad for uh, getting trashed in his hotel room, robbing a taxi, and then getting all the crack, all the crack, including this weekend's UFC Florida and Bellator 220 going down as well this weekend. Bellator! So first of all, Ross, last week... We, Last week, we predicted that Leinster would make it to the final, and so would Saracens. So uh, we were 100% right there. Yeah, and you know what? Not being bad to Munster, but both teams made it look easy, to be honest. They did. Uh, Saracens could be the best team in Europe. The yeah. only thing that could stop them, I think, is Leinster. Uh, I was actually more impressed with Leinster against Toulouse than it was than Saracens against Munster. Just because... Munster were missing Carberry and Earls. And I thought they didn't really stand a chance once they lost those two, two key players. Yeah. And then Leinster went out and beat a full strength loose squad by more points than Saracens beat Munster. So I thought that was very impressive. Yeah, but it almost seemed like Saracens never really had to get out of second gear against Munster. No, in fairness, they did win easily. I just thought yeah. they'd win by more. To be honest, which is weird saying the semi-final they won by fourteen points, I think it was. But I know I, I felt like Leinster winning by eighteen points was closer than Saracens winning by fourteen points. I don't know if that's weird to say. Yeah, although that that Leinster Toulouse game, like it, although it was goal cracking stuff, it never really seemed to be going. As in, like it was stop start. There was never really like a continuous flow. I didn't feel like you know. Oh, uh, one thing I did find quite strange is that there was a, there was a. A sense of anxiety around the stadium until it got to about the 70th minute. And then it was like, right, it's grand. You know what I mean? Yeah. It did seem to like die down at one yeah. stage. Yeah. I think it was when Sexton hit another penalty over the bar. It was just like, yeah. right, that's it. They're not coming back. By the way, first game of the season for Sexton. What a game. Like, nailed all his kicks. Yeah, it was... Um, I think that's the best game he's had in 2019. Well, technically, remember he missed like the, the drop goal. Yeah, well, like all his place kicks yeah. over the bar. Yeah, we did want to give him a ten out of ten, though. Like, yeah, so you got nine. Get it? Yeah, just a solid nine. But man, how good is James Lowe as well on that wing? I think he's doing pretty well. He's like he's an absolute monster, isn't he? He's definitely stepped up since uh, Nasey was retired. Yeah, he's the main man. Actually, now you say that, he does actually look a bit like him, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, sure, they're both from South Africa, aren't they? I mean, uh, New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah, yeah. Although Nasey would play for Fiji, but I think that was like. The way Bundiaki plays for Ireland. You know what I mean? And speaking of Bundiaki, he was at the stadium as well. Yeah, he was obviously there soaking in the sun. Yeah. Man, how hot was that game? Oh, no, I was literally like, first of all, right? Talking about the weather is like such a... like, But like most of the time people bring up the weather in Ireland. It's like yeah, it's lashing rain. Oh, it's like, 100%. I always say to someone, if I'm like in work and someone's talking to me about the weather, it means I'm not friends with them and we have nothing else to talk about. Yeah. But... Weather is terrible. But like we were on we were on the train on the way to the game, and oh my god, it was like a sauna in there. I was like, oh I was saying to Baz, I was like, we get off, stop beforehand and walk. And he was like, terrible idea. And I was like, I oh know, yeah, but like, I need to get off this train because like when I start to get really warm, I get very irritable, and I'm like, oh no, I have to get off. And look, we were also sitting in the front row, so there was no even like shade to yeah, cover we us. We it, were, it, yeah. was, it was incredible. Yeah. By the way, well done on the them seats, man. They were literally in the front row. Like usually when you come out, like come up, like up the stairs to the stadium, like you're not at. You have to turn around. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or else, like you have to walk all the way down. Like yeah. we were literally like there. I was like, what? I was like, there, there we are. are. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, there we are on TV. 
Honda lads. Honda lads. But uh, Leinster are now taking on Saracens in the final. That's going to be on... May 11th. May 11th. That's going to be over in Newcastle as well. Geordie uh, Shaw. Geordie Shaw, yeah. Why I? Do you know what? I actually made a bet with Marky that um, I think Saracens will win the final. Jeez, man. Shite Leinster fan. Number one Leinster fan. <laughs> no, I think it's just because Man United are pissed me off. I'm like, right here, look. What I actually think is this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know, they're still going to get top four. Not really, but like... In fairness, England beat Ireland Hanley in the Six Nations. A lot of those England players are playing for Saracens, so it's sort of just easy to go. I think Saracens will win. Yeah. In fairness, I made that bet before the game, but like when Johnny Sexton comes back, they're just they're a whole different team. You know what I mean? They, they really, really need him. Yeah, the, in fairness, that, it was just the whole backline of Lancer. Like they seem to have like a bit of ebb and flow with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they they look like they knew what the other person was going to do before he did it. Yeah, but and, in the in the last game they were so bad in, against Ulster. Oh, against Ulster, they were terrible. Yeah, well, yeah. I always think it's a thing when you play against a rival that. Sometimes you play to their standard as opposed to play to your own. I think it was because they were who they were playing Byrne at Ohav. Yeah, Ross and, Byrne. Yeah, Ross Byrne. And I was like, this fella's just ruined it. Like he is not sexing. So I was like, do you know what? It, I almost feel a bit bad for Ross Byrne because like clearly he's not an actual bad player, but there's always going to be almost going to be like a sigh every time he comes on because yeah. like he's replacing Johnny Sexton. So I'm just like, oh. Yeah, it's just the way it is, isn't it? I just I think like when you're going to be a kicker, don't you? It takes so long to like, they they always take ages to kick the ball, like whether it be a penalty or a conversion. Yeah, and like realize it like if save you any anxiety that they like all the cameras, all the fans, everyone's watching, everyone's quiet, and then you're looking up and down just before you kick it over the bar, and like like you can choke so oh, yeah. easily. Oh, Whereas like he was like, oh shit, all eyes on me, and then. Like, when Sexton does it, he, he hasn't, like, nothing goes through his mind. He's just, like, over the bar, that's it. But, um... I was, I was looking on Sexton do the kicking. And I just sort of looked around the stadium and went, I'd say there's 39,000 people in here today just to look at him. Every single person in the entire stadium is like, what's he going to do? Yeah. And then every time, straight over the bar. Yeah. It did, like, uh... Different gravy, man. He was different gravy yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. I'm just comparing both games and being like... Also, how great was it that... The rugby games on Sunday and then it was Bank Holiday on the Monday. Oh, unreal. Unreal. I had a good vibe in, in town as well after, didn't I? Yeah, no, it was just a great day out. Even have the lads out as well. It was it was just a great day out. Like the weather was just the the weather and the wind were just the like the candle the cherry on top, as one might say. But uh we'll also be doing a preview for uh Leinster versus Saracens final. But uh overall two best teams in Europe. Yeah, definitely. If you're calling today, you're still gonna say Saracens. Weirdly enough, I actually think Leinster have less travel to do for this game. You know that? They're both, well, first of all, Saracens are from England. Leinster are the home side of the draw, but yeah. it's in England. And well, I'm, it's the final. The final is always predetermined where it's on. Yeah, but I, I actually think if they're about to fly to Newcastle, Dublin's closer than Saracens are. Well, Coventry's not close to uh, Newcastle, no? I don't know. I just think it could be closer. I think Coventry's down south. Newcastle's like close to Edinburgh. It'll be some sesh there anyway, won't there? Yeah. I actually Google map where Newcastle was on the map. And you know when you're looking for somewhere and in your head you think it's somewhere. And it's just yeah. not where I thought it was at all. Yeah, Newcastle's north. Yeah, yeah. It's the very top. Yeah, very yeah. right hand top. Yeah, like, like cold. I thought it was, yeah, but I thought it was like 
a bit to the right of Manchester, if that makes sense. Yeah, if, if it has that vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, it's up those, that direction. And then next thing you know, it's like almost in Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's not great. Because I was like, oh, we'll, we'll fly to Manchester and get the train. Yeah. I was like, no, that's not a goer. Yeah, it's a bit of an effort. But uh, that's on Saturday, the 11th of May. And uh, that should be like that kickoff is at five o'clock, so that should be a good game to watch anyway, definitely. Um, also, you got another picture with Leo the Lion, our mate. Did, yeah, do you think he remembered you? He must have remembered oh, you. He, he must sure he sat in my lap and everything. But although my entire time he was with me, my only concern was don't knock over my beer. Yeah, but <laughs> I don't know how he did that. I'm so sure be going around because, like, if I was sweating sitting there in a shirt drinking a beer, what was he doing running around that suit? Yeah, he was he was buzzing. He definitely had a few monsters before he went out and did that job. Anyway, but uh, we should move into the world of football, Ross, because last week the Champions League quarterfinals were on. Uh, I think we should probably start with we should probably we should start with the Tuesday games. Anyway, Barcelona made a mockery of Manchester United, winning three uh, nil. Game was over after twenty five minutes, roughly. Yeah. Obviously, Ashley Young made a bollocks of things, and then De Gea was like, "I can outdo you by letting the ball in." And then uh, later on, Coutinho scored a cracker. Ross, 3-0, Manchester United's Champions League. Is this the last time United are going to play in the Champions League this side of the, of the century? Who knows, man? It was so, so, so bad. They oh, were sorry, so this, side of, this side of the decade. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They were so far off the pace, it was actually frightening. And if I'm being brutally honest, they, they were showing up. They were showing for what they are. And then, you know I mean... I know we'll probably talk about the Premier League later, but then it went on to show against uh, Everton later on that like Manchester United are no longer considered a good football team in my eyes. They're very, very bad. And like, and that's just not on emotion. I think for the last five years, I've been in denial about it, to be honest. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like this is like a moment for me to like admit there's something wrong with me. And like, the thing that's wrong with me is like support Manchester United. Like they're just like not good. And I've like been pretending they were for a very long time. Yeah. Although, like, with football, it's like a religion. If someone's like, you know, they're shit, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, oh, boy. <laughs> I've got to the stage where I was like, no, I'm accepting. The team I support in football are very, very bad. And that's okay. Although, it was a good few weeks with Ole at the wheel, wasn't it? Now it's yeah. just like the car has gone off off the, off the ledge and it's gone straight into the Grand Canyon. Yeah, but it's just like the attitude and the mentality. I'm just like... The attitude. I, I, I can't... I, I can't it's almost like they're proving Jose Mourinho right. Yeah. And, like, they all have terrible attitude and, like, there's such poison in that club and, you know what I mean? Yeah, but where's the poison? Start handing out 500 grand contracts Yeah, players. but where's the poison, man? Like, to me, I look at it and go, Alexis Sanchez trains by himself almost from what you read in the papers. Doesn't want to be there. Um, okay, there's one. I also think... Uh, potentially Paul Pogba it's like I'm sure if you don't like him it's like you're not in with the crews therefore like yeah that's definitely going down you, you, you can't have that do you know what they just are they're just Instagram United all they care mm. about is their Instagram their followers they're getting, the, getting their photographs with the tops off and all this shit getting their haircuts on the side yeah like Jesse Lingard's worried about his new clothing label yeah Um, I just look at it and go they're a bunch of they're a bunch of fucking blouses man they're just they're, they're afraid to get stuck in like let, let's be honest about it Smalling Jones They've been centre halves for the last seven or eight years of Man United. Not up to the standards. Never got rid of them. Uh, Rojo hasn't kicked the ball, neither has Darmian all season. Or if they have, like it's been once in a blue moon. 
Uh, I, I find it surprising how they haven't gotten back into the team. Same. B- like, based on how bad that United defence has been. Yeah, Ash Young, I think, has given the ball away Is this a joke? Times. How is Ash Young the captain? Yeah. He's given the ball away more times this season than I would if I played a decade of football and I can't kick snow off a rope. Uh, look, I actually think Liu Shaw has very good potential. Although, you can't say someone's had very good potential for five years. That's the thing. You know what I mean? But I, 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 do, I do like Luke Shaw. I think he is quite a good left back. Just It's hard to be a good left back. Yeah, but like potential. Like how long are you going to be like, oh, he's, he's got, got potential. Good. For the next five years, oh, he has potential. You need to get in there and do your fucking job now. Yeah. Luke Shaw is on like 120 grand a week. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not... Nemanja Matic turns like a bus. I'm just like, I can't do him. My Tommy's actually like, he looks like he could be okay and he's young. Yeah, yeah he looks like he'd be okay if he was in the championship. I actually think he's all right, but he's not Manchester United caliber. Like you don't win the Premier League with McTominay. <laughs> Put it this way, he should be like George against Phil Foden, and I feel like every time Phil Foden plays, he scores a goal. Come on, the match there, yeah, day. he's brilliant. Sure, he scored against Spurs when they needed a goal. Um, Herrera's like sees later bon voyage. Yeah, au revoir. <laughs> I'm off to Paris. I'm off to Paris. Um, Pogba just wants to do a dance with Lingard and get cool haircuts. Rashford's like, Rashford's been like sucked into that now. He has, yeah. Marshall's like, I have 17 kids with like six birds and uh, I look miserable all the time. Yeah. And Lukaku's like, me and Pogba are still mates, just so you know. Uh, by the way, can't wait to go to Houston this year on holidays and then to LA to hang out with LeBron. But I want to see James Harden first. Not only cares about basketball, but it looks him. Yeah. And I'm just looking at the team and go, I actually don't give a shite. And then, <laughs> And then Mata looks like he really wants to pay for the for the jersey, but whatever system we're playing right now, like, he just doesn't fit in yeah. whatsoever. And he's so slow as and well. And then Fred was like the mascot, and now he's actually been given the game. <laughs> because the midfield's that bad. Yeah. But like, the... you look United, and like, I know it was supposed to be, we were supposed to be talking about Champions League, but no, no, we were playing, like, we were playing against Everton, right? Yeah. And man, we man, lost man, 4-0. It's your, it's your show, you go wherever the fuck you want. I know, yeah. But <laughs> we lost 4-0, and it was our chance to like, because I, I had the City game written off, right? Yeah, I was here. like, we have to win those other three games. Manchester United played and Manchester then, City on Wednesday, by the way. Yeah, and I was like, we have to win those three games and then we'll figure everything else out. Or we'll probably lose City and then we'll just have to hope for the best. Yeah. And then Arsenal lost to Palace. Chelsea drew with Burnley. Spurs lost City. I was like, doesn't anyone want to finish in the top four, no? Because United don't. It's, um, football's gone to shit, man. Um, I know... Like, if you look at football 10 years ago, I know 20 years ago, obviously, when United won the treble, mm. like, those fellas were winners. Like, these fellas in Manchester United chain room are more money than all them. Probably obviously, twice as much. Yeah. It's just, uh, I can't believe, you see, it's the same thing with, like, when you look at Conor McGregor, right? He was he was on the social welfare, and he, like, he was like, I have to win this fight, or else I'm fucking going back on the social welfare. If you're pulling up at 18 years old with a Rolly Royce, and then the biggest Rolex on your on your wrist, and you're only 18. Like, where is the incentive to get into that tackle where you could break your leg, and then all of a sudden you're yeah, moving but, to Swansea? Yeah, we have to look at like Raheem Sterling's doing it. Yeah, Leroy Sané's doing it. No, you see the thing is right. When Sterling originally went to Man City, he was shit. He was shit, right? Like he, he was like, oh, I'm, I'm Johnny Big Balls have made it, and he was shit for like a year. You, you know, and then he was also actually reminiscing a bit of Ronaldo. He, like he had a good few tricks that didn't always work for him, but oh. now it all works for him. Yeah, yeah, but the thing is, then he, then with Pep Guardiola, he, like Guardiola was like, right, you're gonna like play in the team, or else you're gonna leave. And he was like, you know what, I'm gonna prove myself. And he has proved everyone wrong, Raheem Sterling. 
But like, look at Rashford. It's because Rashford and all I like, get told is like, you're better than Mbappe. And he's like, you're actually right. And then like, Lingard. Lingard is just a glorified sub man. Like, you know what I mean? What, the dancer? Lingard's 26. People are like, youth. It's like, man, like, you're old, like, you're older than half the team. Yeah, just because like, he's a skinny little kid who, who could play an 18-year-old in the movie, does that mean yeah. he's actually 18? Yeah. But, and uh, then like, what, we have like, Chong and Mason Greenwood and like I'll sit there and watch Stephen Housen from Full Time Devils be like he's going to be brilliant lads it's like I don't care who's going to be brilliant we need brilliant now <laughs> yeah but um, look Barcelona gave us a hiding yeah. and like they gave us a, re- a reality check yeah and Coutinho made a show of us and like apparently he's having a bad season you know what I mean who should but, you know to keep before you look at it, the other teams who should they keep? Well, the problem is you can't get rid of 10. You know what I mean? I no. wish it was like, like looking at it now, I'm like, I wish it was like NFL where you could get rid of 20 and automatically have 20 come in. You know it's almost mean? like you need to play it like you're playing FIFA manager mode. That's what you yeah. need to do with Man United. You need to be like, yeah. right. To be honest, I think it's more important about, it's almost as important who we get out than who we get in. Uh, yeah, but like, do you think, I don't think someone like Smalling or Jones are the ones that are like causing this no. chaos in the team. So it's no. sort of like, yes, they can leave, but who are actually the the cancer or the what do you say, the poison in the yeah. team? That's that, that's what I don't get. Is a Pogba? Then fuck off. Like I don't know. Like I really don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I feel like Herrera is after leaving because of the way it is, and I feel like he definitely wasn't the poison in the team. Yeah, he looks like he wants to work hard for it. Um, well, what's the? I thought. Who, like who is that that one person that's causing all this? Is it like I like no one's saying names? I know no one's saying names. I'm almost like maybe it is Pogba. That's what I hate about football, right? Because the players don't actually tell you the shit. You yeah. know, they're, they're not like this is this is the reason. Like they yeah, all keep it under wraps. Go, knew it all along. It was Pogba. You know what I mean? Like what happens if Sanchez leaves? They leave. Sorry, like they said it was Mourinho. He's gone, and now we're like we're worse. Yeah. We should have held out and got Zidane in, or yeah. we should have got Pochettino in, because this is a, this is like major surgery. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. I look at it and go, I'm afraid. I'm like, yeah, but uh, are we going to be sh- like we're going to turn into Liverpool, not win a league for like thirty years or something? I, I also look at it and go, we probably need about five players. Yeah, but we have to get rid of about ten. Yeah, so therefore we need another five on top of that. It's it's, it's, it's it's madness, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. And like, there's no point even really talking about who we're going to get in because because. They're not going to go like, to the Europa League team. Yeah, but also, why would anyone come to Man United at the moment? I know. And you know what's crazy? <laughs> I was watching like a football video on like, oh, pretend, you know those ones you go, oh, potential big summer transfer moves. Yeah. And like every single one goes, or Man United. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone. I was like. Yeah. But the, the, say if you're not against Europa League, right? These players, like Bale would be like, like you probably, if we were in the Champions League, you'd probably go for like 300 grand mm. a week, right? But like, if we're in the Europa League, he'd be like, I want 600 grand. And they'd have to be like, th- like if they wanted them, yeah. they'd have to give it to him. And like, you're not literally getting held to ransom. It's it's no, it's no longer people going out paying for their badge. They're, no. pay, they're paying, paying for their, their wallet. Yeah, their bank accounts, yeah. But you, Barcelona gave them a hiding there anyway. Uh, massive shout out to Ajax who beat Juventus. Ross, you, we were not expecting this. No, we weren't. Um, one thing we, we did say is that Ajax do play very good football. Yeah. They are very good to watch. And, uh, you know what? They just play that like young, free-flowing Dutch style of football, pass the ball out from the back, and it works perfect for them. Yeah. Um, your man, their manager is called Eric something, and he's doing an absolutely fantastic job with them. The only thing about them is they're going to be like the Monaco of like three or four years ago, where great run in the Champions League, great run in the league, and then next thing you know, 
they've lost half their team. Yeah. But like they still have their like their bloodline into the youth from like under sevens up to yeah. under eighteens all play the same way. So a player comes in just fits the position. Put it this way, I don't think Daily Blint left Manchester United to go to Ajax to win the Champions League and that's where that's where he's at. That is where he is at, yeah. So uh Ajax are through and so are Barcelona. Uh then Porto lost four one to Liverpool. Liverpool just that was just Liverpool are just running. That was that, that was the gimme of the quarterfinals. Yeah. Shout out to Liverpool for winning that and just doing what they should do. Uh then the game of the tie was obviously Manchester City beating Tottenham four three Via VAR. Via VAR. <laughs> Unbelievable game. Like, just goals galore. Just one of the most amazing games I've seen in such a long time. Um, it could be the greatest Champions League quarterfinal game of all time. Yeah, it could be. I can't like, argue that. But um, what you make of that now? So, Spurs. Spurs, like, can't believe Spurs actually... I know they lost. And then they yeah. lost the next day, 1-0, when they had to play again. But... Uh, it's funny how they played City three times. They lost twice, but they came out the better. Yeah, they did come out the better. But uh, the semi-finals are now set, Ross. Liverpool are going to be taking on Barcelona. And then also Ajax are taking on Spurs. Look, there's four very good games of football to be played, let's be honest. Um, I'm almost at a loss for words on how good the Champions League has been. Obviously, bar Man United. Uh, Bar that one night in Paris. But Could you tell, by the way, we sported Man United? (laughs) What give now about them? Yeah. Um, oh, look, let's let's call a spade a spade here. Heavy favourites of the Champions League are going to be the winners of the Barcelona versus Liverpool tie. Yeah. Um, but you can't root out the other two teams. Spurs look excellent. Spurs actually look better without Harry Kane, which is weird to say. Yeah. Um, I think Son as their lone striker makes them that bit more versatile. And I feel when they, they come back more so as a unit and then they go forward more so and they're like, I think once Kane's on the pitch, everyone's like, Mark Kane, Mark Kane. And then when he's not there, they all sort of chip in, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's almost a bit like Liverpool. It's like, you can't just mark Salah because then Manny or Firmino will hurt you. And then Ajax, beautiful football. Yeah. Ajax could have got a few more goals. Like, the their captain, De Ligt, I think it is. Yeah. He's on 19. He was like, we should have got more goals. And I was like, geez, like, that fella is confident. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And your aunt Devin Nere is brilliant as well. They're just Ajax are probably the most beautiful team to watch play football left in the tournament. Very handsome, very handsome. Yeah. But um, obviously we're going to be talking again about the Champions League next week's show. Yeah. But um, who would you fancy to make it into the final if you had to take a quick prediction now? I'm going to say Ajax. Ajax beat Spurs then. Yeah, yeah. Then, I think they're a bit more fearless. And I think Barcelona. It's going to be a real old school 1974 Champions League final. I think Barcelona. I, do you know what? I, I knew if Liverpool, like, I, like in my head, I was like, I'd love to see Barcelona against Liverpool. But then, obviously, Barca would have to be Man U. Yeah. But like, I was like, I really want to see that game of football. Liverpool against Barcelona, that is yeah. going to be some game. Two games. Yeah, Messi, Coutinho, Suarez. It's basically Firmino, man for Salah, man. Mane. It's basically man for man. Midfield, yeah. forwards, defence. It's going to be crazy. Um, Like, you can see Liverpool winning that because Barcelona weren't that amazing. Also, like, Van Dijk is such a unit at the back. Yeah, it's... Uh, but Liverpool don't concede too many goals these days. Yeah. At the moment, I'm just thinking Liverpool and then um, I'm going to play it safe with Spurs final. But uh, also, the Europa League semi-finals are now sorted as well. Arsenal are going to be taking on Valencia and Eintracht Frankfurt are going to be playing Chelsea. 
Um, could be an All-English final there as well. Imagine if it was an All-English Europa League final and Champions League final, Ross. That would be mad. Would be mad. But if you're looking and at... Man United, the Man City were near them. Yeah. But um, looking at the top six now, obviously Liverpool, they are two points ahead of Manchester City with three games to go. Manchester City have four games to play and they're two points behind. So uh, Liverpool, 35 games played, 88 points. Manchester City, 34 games, 86 points. Who are you fancying for to win the league there now, Ross? To be honest, I fancy Man City. Like, my head was almost saying Liverpool now. It's like, Liverpool looks so good. They're going to win the rest of the games one way or the other anyway. So they're going to be unfortunate not to get it. I think that will lead them up on... And also they have to 90, play Barcelona twice, though. 96 points or something. Um, Liverpool had to play Barcelona twice. Yeah. And Manchester City are out of the Champions League. Exactly. And then I just look at City and go, all they have to sort of do is beat United and then, like, it's theirs to lose. Um, that's just the way I'm looking at it now. And I don't think United are actually going to put much of a fight against them, to be honest. Yeah. Let's call a spade a spade. Like, if why you're going to who's going to win. But, like, know. why would United show up for that? To Like, the... You know, his biggest rival was Liverpool, so they're not going to show up to Man City and be like, oh, we're going to derail Manchester City winning the league. Yeah, but they want to still try and finish in that top four. Yeah, but they haven't... Yeah, but I don't... They've given up, man. You don't lose 4-0 when yeah, you're going for the race. You're like, you're going to do an Amir Khan and be like, oh, my balls. It's like, man, you got hit in the knee. Hot. You got hit in the knee, mate. Like, get up. Yeah, but... The, I was actually, like, today, and I was thinking about it, and I don't know why, but obviously, like, I had this... Like meltdown about Man United, and <laughs> I just thought to myself, "Can I We've Man actually City? been, we've actually developed such a loser mentality. Like yeah. we are losers that we're like, we hope Liverpool don't win it just out of spite, as opposed to if you're a yeah. real winner, you don't look at the other teams around it. You just focus on what you're doing. In fairness, that's and what Liverpool. Doing that. That's what Liverpool were doing. Yeah. When United were winning everything. I know, yeah, but like, just look because it. someone does something, that doesn't mean you should do it as well. Like Man United should be. Absolute glorified winners. Like, there's like a very famous photo of Michael Phelps winning a gold medal, and then like the other person beside him was like, Look and see where he is. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. it's just sort of that mentality that really so I want Manchester United to play Champions League football next year. Yeah. So I want us to beat Man City and finish in the top four. And I actually don't care who wins the league because Man United aren't win the league. So I actually don't care what teams win the league. Man United don't win the league. And it's almost like sad to just to root against Liverpool. Just because my United are that bad. And that's what we're doing. We're rooting against someone because our team is that bad. Yeah, so who do you think is going to win the league? Still Man City because... Oh, they're going to hockey us. Yeah. And then, are you not going to get in the Champions League? No. All right, Grant. Uh, <laughs> like Spurs are winning 1-0 yeah. right now as we speak. Yeah, I, was, I remember last week when we were watching the games, I go, right, the ideal situation is if Liverpool win, Manchester City lose, Spurs win, therefore beating Man City, and then also... Um, Arsenal and Chelsea winning. So therefore, they're all still in Europe. You know yeah. they're out. And then Man City can overtake Liverpool in the end. Man, you know, the only team and City not left in Europe. And you still don't 100% fancy their chances to finish in the top four and win the league. Yeah. Madness. Well, then coming third is Tottenham on... Third. 70 points now. They're on 70 points right now. Chelsea are coming fourth with 67 points. They both played 35 games. Arsenal are coming fifth with 66 points. And Manu are coming sixth with 64 points. Manu and Arsenal both played 34 games. Is just me right? Or does 64 points look so shit? Yeah, it's pretty bad, yeah. It actually does look... It does look shit. Like, if you, if you don't hit 80 points, you weren't in contention the whole season. No. We weren't, man. Do you remember that, remember that like, phase 
where it was just were we like 13th or something for a yeah, while yeah Ole brought us back into the top four and then all of a sudden we're just like someone must have been us and we must have went oh yeah that's we actually are shit I forgot John's actually funny Watford are currently come, oh it's one all now oh no sorry Watford are playing a different game Watford are currently coming seventh and they've scored 50 goals and conceded 50 goals so their goal difference is zero that's funny but um Honda Watford Honda Watford yeah but um man like man you had to play City and Chelsea this week and like put it this way United are closer in points to Crystal Palace than we are to, to, to Liverpool you John, know? John's going to get an Arsenal and Tottenham are going to get third yeah. and fourth because we're going to probably draw with Chelsea and lose to Man City do you know what I mean yeah. I can't believe we're even discussing Man United getting it we have to play City and Chelsea left of our last four games yeah but last game season is Cardiff man well we're all it goes back to lose oh man yeah but um, we're obviously going to keep you in the loop of that because we are going to move into the world of mixed martial arts and boxing unless you have something else to say about the Premier League I feel like this part of the show was very negative but like I mean the, what are you meant to do but like talk the truth you know yeah um, look that Spurs versus C game was brilliant it was brilliant I'm yeah. looking forward to Liverpool Barcelona and Ajax Spurs at least the two games will be on the same time so like that's positive yeah there's good games to look forward to yeah. it's just like not many United ones. It, it was just like, this can almost turn into a, a therapy session when you're talking this. Oh, 100%. Well, I feel better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, until happen. next week. Until next week. But, um, okay. Obviously, on the 1st of June, Anthony Joshua was meant to take on Big Baby Miller. Big, ba- Big Baby Miller popped for like performance announcing drugs. He's now not going to be fighting Anthony Joshua. Ross, first of all, why would you like try and cheat and like cheat yourself of five million dollars? First of all, when I saw someone, it, the article I picked on was like Anthony Joshua fired off after a VADA doping issue because your man Baby Miller's a bit fat. I assumed, and like Joshua's like absolutely shredded out of his brains, and Adonis, I was like, Joshua's been caught taking stuff. What'd that was call, my initial thought. What'd you call him? An Adonis? An Adonis, oh, yeah. You, okay, okay. Yeah, I was like, Anthony Josh was built like a brick house, you know what I mean? Yeah. That, was, that Nigerian blood. Yeah, and look. Miller obviously just didn't think he'd get the job done against Joshua and had to take extra drugs, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think when you're fighting, a lot of people are very quick to go, oh, you took steroids, you're terrible. But like, I'm sure a lot of people take them out of fear. You know what? You're yeah. going in there and the other person's there trying to kill you. And some goes to you, yeah, if you take that, you'll be stronger, you'll be fitter, you'll be faster. And it's like, oh, I'm going to take that and then I'll win. I'll knock him out then. Yeah, but it, it means that he was doing it before. I doubt he was like, oh, I'm going to try this one time. Yeah, well, I think as much as drug testing is like great and as much as it's ever-evolving, I'm sure there are people in the know who are ahead of the drug testing at all stages. You know what I mean? Yeah, obviously Big Baby Miller isn't. No, definitely not. Is Anthony Joshua. And Joshua's in a really, really tough spot now because he's obviously making his American debut. Yeah. Um, Baby Miller is like well enough known in America that people are like, all right, that's a good fight. Yeah. Um, There's pressure on him to get big numbers in for the exactly for the pay per view. So now he's now he's stuck for a replacement, and the replacement list isn't very very long. Uh, Eddie Hearn said he wants to find someone in the top fifteen. Uh, unfortunately, the two biggest American fighters are actually fighting each other, and um, Deontay Wilder is going to fight Dominic Brazil. Yeah. yeah, so that's those who are the run. What about Ortiz? Is he not in the reckoning? I, I think he is in the reckoning. 
His manager said, oh, I don't know, seven weeks isn't a very long time. Yeah. But I think that's what you sort of say to be like... More money. More money. Yeah. yeah. But also, he, he's been... He tested hot recently as well, you know? Yeah, but I think because he's already seen Wilder beat him, he's like, I could beat him too. So therefore, I think he sort of fancies that fight. So you're saying basically that the next fighter coming in is actually going to earn more money than baby, big baby Miller? Potentially so, yeah. Yeah. Well, just that's what I do, because like... It's like, here, you go in there and take the risk. Yeah. I just don't understand why anyone would sort of turn AJ down, to be honest. Like, you're probably not going to beat him anyway. Like, if you had a 50-week training camp, you probably wouldn't beat him. So, therefore, you might as well make the cash. And also, Ortiz is, like, pushing 40, you know? Yeah, but he's probably really 60 when you actually (laughs) look at him. Yeah, but he might be like, right, this isn't a bad idea to get this big payday, you know? I know, yeah. If I I had to put money on it, I'd say it's uh, Louis Ortiz. But there's another fella... Trevor Bryan, who's 20, you know, uh, he's 29, 20 wins by knockout. It'd be good just to put another, you know, undefeated person in there. And he's ranked like, oh, throwing all the stuff all over the gaff. He is ranked in the top 20, or number one at the WBA, which, to be honest, that's one thing I hate about boxing, because there's so many championships and I have no idea what's the one that matters and what's the best one. Yeah. What do you think Tyson Fury is thinking? I don't know. He's fighting some absolute randomer as well, isn't he? I know, yeah. Last year was deadly for boxing. This year it's just like... It's like, oh, go back to the old way. Yeah. It's like, all the top guys are like, let's all fight a randomer. Yeah. It's like, who, like Tyson Fury just had Google there. He's fighting Tom Schwartz. It's like, who? <laughs> some German fella. Ishbin. Yeah, it's like... Oh no! Even if Fury for Pavekin, I'd be like, right. Well, he gave yeah. uh, Joshua a good knock for a while. That's the thing because Joshua's already beaten all these has-beens or yeah. nobodies, you know. <laughs> like Takam, Takam gave him a decent goal. Remember he loafed him in the first round. Yeah. Or like I want to see Dillian White start to fight the, those three lads. Yeah. Just can can someone fight him? Like right, I know you and know him. It's just a shit show. Can't wait to see Eddie Hearn be like, oh, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, let's see how he sells this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Dana White of boxing. He is the Dana White. Dana so- White, are you kidding me? For Manson versus Souza. Here, do, do, do you remember seeing uh, Eddie Hearn on the escalator and there's one of the last jocks? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Oh, very, very, very Eddie Hearn. <laughs> it is very Eddie Hearn. Yeah, but oh, um, wow. But uh, also on that card. It was announced last week. Katie Taylor will face Belgium's Delphine Persoon for the undisputed World Lightweight Championship on the card in Madison Square Garden. This is going to be Katie Taylor's second time I think it is in the garden. But um, if Katie wins this, she unifies all four belts. Oh, unreal. Persoon. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I just can't like take any of Katie Taylor's uh, opponents seriously because like, yeah. I've never heard them ever. But... Uh, That'll be huge. Like, that would be a huge night for Katie Taylor. What happens if yeah. Auntie Joshua can't find an opponent? Do they just scrap the card? Um, sorry, I was actually just like randomly looking at the other opponents he could fight. And I was looking, I clicked on some fella, Oscar Rivas. And he's a Colombian fella, right? And <laughs> he's fighting Dillian White next. Uh, I obviously didn't know that either. Guess who Rivas fought two fights ago? Tyson Fury's brother? No, he's 26. No, he fought, you know, around Fabio Maldonado. Like the human punching bag in the UFC. <laughs> I know the name. Yeah. yeah. Fell in for Fedor. All right. Yeah, but you fought Miocic one time and like lost in like 30 seconds. There could be, you could get, remember Miocic was like, oh, here, I'll fight 
Andrew Joshua. Actually, yeah, why don't you do that? I, I'd be like, I'd be more interested. Yeah, like Overeem or something. I don't know. Yeah, find someone to fight him. Yeah, but um, yeah, I can't. I literally can't wait to see Katie. Like, I like once she completes that. Oh, could they do Usyk versus Joshua? I don't know. Could they? Like, I don't think Usyk oh. sells any extra tickets over in London. Maybe no, maybe not. Eddie Hearn is not letting on to Joshua getting broken in his first time fighting in America. Oh, he probably wants an easy win for him, doesn't he? To yeah. make him look brilliant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Usyk, yeah. Usyk's undefeated. Yeah, very Usyk. But um, Kate Taylor. What about I'm, Bellier? Sorry, sorry, I feel bad because I was a bit like, oh, whatever. Kate Taylor's fighting, but it's just, it's just more so. Every time she fights, I'm like, we do the same content for it. It's like, yeah. what do you think? It's like, well, I think she's gonna win. It's like, who's she fighting? It's like, you say her name, like, bro, I've never heard of her. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But she's still an animal. We love her. Yeah. Pursue him. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't seen her documentary, by the way, check it out. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Netty Flicks. Get on that. Check it out. Check it out. But uh, also over the weekend, Ross's favorite boxer lost. Amir Khan lost to Terence Crawford. Crawford still undefeated. RB pound for pound number one in the world. Yeah. Here. Khan was just like in there for the money and then he left. Was Khan in there more for the money in in that fight or more for the money when he went into I'm a celebrity get me out here what did he do more for the money <laughs> I think he gave or I'm a celebrity a bigger effort to be honest <laughs> very, so he got knocked down in that fight and he got absolutely put on dream tree I think I think as soon as like Khan gets dropped he's like I don't fight anymore got dropped twice in the first round yeah and like he's made a show of yeah. and then sixth round he got punched in like the upper thigh and he was like throw in the towel throw in the towel I see him sort of talking to his corner, and I, I almost feel the game plan going into it was, oh, don't throw in the tail yet, don't throw in the tail yet, all right, now you can do it. <laughs> maybe maybe someone bet on him. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, who knows? Well, boxing's not corrupt, so maybe that didn't happen. Do you remember he was like having to go anti Joshua for uh, saying, he was like, stop banging my wife, and then Joshua was like, here, look, I can bang your wife if I wanted to, but I didn't actually do it. I watched the whole countdown for that, like, and he was going to the mosque and all, and he was like, he was like, it wasn't the, even good shape. Yeah, but the little kids are all running up to him, and he's like, "Who am I knocking out on the weekend?" And they're like, "Um, who are you fighting again?" And he's like, "Crawford." He's like, "Yeah, I'm knocking. You're knocking out Crawford." And then, <laughs> and then it's just like, "No." In fairness, your man Terence Crawford, like, he doesn't have star quality to him. Sure, he doesn't. I just look no, at him. He doesn't he, speak well. Really, yeah, he, he sort of has nothing, doesn't he? He looks so put out when he's doing an interview yeah, as in like yeah. stop wasting yeah, he's his not, time yeah he's not there to impress on the yeah. mic he's more there to give impress you a good, in the ring impress in the ring yeah where most official counter really but yeah but like I think you have to he almost looks like the interviews after pissed him off you know what I mean yeah probably has though true what um what do you expect next from Amir Khan obviously like I think he's gonna fight Kel Brook and then retire yeah that's what I think as well yeah I think uh, I think he's been uh, pissing Kelbrook off because I think he always goes, oh yeah, same the contract and he's got a contract and he goes, uh, and then he signs another contract for someone else. Do you think he was ever really that great or he just hit a bit of stardom after the Olympics years ago when he was sort of American. riding off that and then probably went on the piss a load and just wasted spotlight, you know what I mean? In terms of natural talent, I think he's one of the best boxers Britain's ever seen. Uh, he's so, so fast, but he has no sort of chin and... I think he believed his own hype. I think that was the two issues with him. That's happened to a lot of superstars. Because, yeah. like, he, uh, I'm pretty sure he was sparring a Manny Pacquiao at one stage, and then he was like, I'll fight Manny Pacquiao. So I almost believe he was getting the better Manny Pacquiao in sparring. But I think if they actually fought in a real fight, Pacquiao beat him because 
Pacquiao won't quit and he will quit. Yeah. He's also, he seems now not really being a journeyman, but he seems to be like catering to other people's needs. Yeah, he's almost like, I'll be the dance partner. Yeah. He's almost... He's uh, the B-side. He's just constantly the B-side. Yeah. Or even when he's like, he was like the A-side name recognition in that fight, but it it was like, it was a fight to build up Terence Crawford. Yeah. And he got, at least he got paid well. That's, that's the thing, you know? Yeah. He made a few dollars anyway. Yeah. But um, we're going to move into the world of UFC, mixed martial arts, and Bellator. Um, over the weekend, Ross, Ross's well, I don't know why I'm calling him your mate, but uh, Darren Till went on a mad one over in the Canary Islands, and uh, he trashed his hotel, hotel room, room as if he was in Motley Crew, and, and then, then sold taxi. And then when he was leaving the hotel to go to another hotel, he uh, jumped in a taxi and robbed it with his friends, and then got arrested. Obviously, um, Ross Darren Till, um. What the fuck's he doing? <laughs> I don't know. I think, in fairness, he's from Liverpool. He also lived in Brazil. He's also sure, a father. Yeah, I'm sure he's a bit wild. and He's probably with like his homeboys from Brazil or from uh, from Liverpool and they're a bit wild. Homeboys. Yeah, but what, you know what I mean? He's like... He yeah, but up, I don't think white lads are homeboys. Or whatever. You know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's with his crew from Liverpool and they're like, oh man, rob the taxi, rob the taxi. He's like... I'm going to rob the taxi, all right? And the next thing you know, we've robbed the taxi. Yeah, but like, robbing the taxi. Like, it's not, it's, first, like how hard did Masvidal knock him out to think that was actually a good idea? I have no idea, in fairness. Like, I'm knocking down robbing the taxi and I think it's absolutely disgraceful <laughs> behaviour. But I'm trying to think, was I ever drunk? And then someone told me to do something like ridiculous and I was like, great idea. And then you do it anyway. And I think that's probably where it stemmed from. Don't, I'm sure it was good crack doing it, right? And also, but I don't condone it, but I mean... Yeah, uh, robbing a taxi can be anything, as in, like, he could have, like, driven around the hotel car park and then dropped it back to where it was, or he could have went off down the road, 100 kilometers down the road in the taxi. It's very, you know, I remember we were in a pub in Hoth. I can't remember who did it, but yeah. there was a guard car sitting there, and someone got in the guard car and, like, moved the two feet up the road. Yeah. And, and in front of everyone. Yeah. And everyone thought it was funny. It was at Christmas time. And then, like, he got arrested and was, like, trying to steal a guard car. And yeah, yeah. He was never actually trying to steal a guard car. Yeah. He, just, he thought he was being jacked the last. No, it's because he did it in front of everyone. Yeah. Everyone was like, ew. And the guards looked like a tick. Yeah. So, who knows what actually happened. We weren't actually there. And no. It wasn't our in fairness, <laughs> Sometimes when we go on holidays, someone could walk into our hotel room, like, lads, you trash the place, but actually, you just have your clothes everywhere. So, like, depends yeah. on what he actually did. Yeah. Like... Yeah, but it's more like that's us being on like a six-year holiday or mm. a lad's trip under the age of 25. Like yeah. we're, 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 we're nobodies, right? When you're like a UFC fighter selling out. First of all, why didn't you have a villa? I'm fighting for belts and stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just like, I'm, I'm like, he has more to lose. You know what I mean? The more the more money you make, the more you... Uh, the yeah, not great for sponsorships and stuff no. like that. Because I mean, he doesn't actually have any of his own thing. He doesn't have a... A Darren Till brand. He's there with Gymshark, who are very clean. That's that's the thing with Conor McGregor. Like, when he messes up, he has his proper 12, he has his Mac Life whiskey, he has his August McGregor line. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it almost they, seems they like... can't be taken off him. Yeah, but it almost seems like when McGregor messes up, that it, he almost gets more famous. Yeah. Whereas when Darren Till does this, it's like, what are you doing? You know, Darren Till has not actually been successful in what he's trying to do first. Yeah, I know. So it's oh, different. So it comes yeah. down to that. Okay. Like, where come back and like win a belt? Yeah. So and we, people be like, 
oh, Tiger Woods-esque comeback as opposed to Darren Till's actually not, not reached the mountain so therefore yeah. like Darren Till's biggest win is like a controversial win in his hometown against Wonderboy which people could easily say he didn't win oh no so when you look at it that way yeah it's just like obviously I haven't got any kids but like he has two kids I think yeah. and like it's just a bit like um, a bit immature bit unnecessary yeah but like when you have kids you're not really that immature anymore yeah, but you should be a better role model. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, like, yeah, we don't want to be party poopers, but once you have to get escorted out of the hotel and then you try and rob a taxi, I know, obviously, he probably didn't, like, be, like, do a few fares in the taxi, you know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure like, he moved. <laughs> Where he's going, lads? Yeah. But, like, that just shows what people he's around are and the good influence either. But in fairness, if he didn't actually get in the driver's seat as May robbed the taxi and he was in the taxi, they probably, like, the papers are always going to go, Darren Till robbed the taxi. If, yeah, I, if I was him, I'd make sure he got footage of that and then they showed it just to see what the story was as well. Yeah. Here, uh, by the way, I was watching Eric Hawani's show there the other day, uh, yesterday actually to be exact, and Paddy Hoolan was on it for the first time yeah. in ages, right? And he was t- he was talking about how he's going to run for... Um, he's going to get involved. Oh, government. Yeah, he's going to get involved and all that sort of stuff. But he said... They, were, they started talking about John Kavanagh and Paddy and John haven't talked in years. Yeah. And I found that really, really strange. I find that very, very and strange. he was sort of saying it was more John Cavanaugh's fault. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he talked about it on t- on the, on line, so like we can talk about. It, but oh, that, that's fine. I just didn't see it, so like yeah, I, I'm gonna go watch it because like that's just more so interesting. Yeah, than and I was like, well, what? But there's low. It seems to be loads of stuff going on. You know what it is? Like, it must be because all these other fighters are opening up their own SPGs, yeah. and then oh, John Cavanaugh yes. feels like he's like the robbing his people. Yeah, but like. Yeah, but like if you look at SPG Swords now, Team KF, yeah. and then Roddy's like stopped training people in Longmore Road, and then Paddy Hewlands changed people, trained people in 24. SPG 24, 24. And then when we were in Tala, they were like, no, no, this is SPG Tala, not SPG 24, different. Yeah. And they're very like, it's different. I was like, oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> it's like, sorry, the, the, the name was a brotherhood. Like, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, it was like a cult. It's yeah. SPG. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know, so... Maybe John Cavanaugh's just like... No, supposedly him and Paddy were meant to open up some place with someone else. Oh, yeah? And then that, like, fell through. And then... Oh, oh. That's the thing. You shouldn't mix your friendship with money and... Then like us? You know. No, not us. Because <laughs> we don't make any money. Uh, That's it, yeah. Yeah, so we're grand. <laughs> that YouTube revenue. So... Yeah, but that, I just found that yeah. really weird. Just, like, having such a... That story of... Uh, yeah, such a journey in your career. Yeah. And then It's almost... not Obviously, it's different to... Uh, Roy Keane and Charles Ferguson when they won all them leagues together and they, yeah. they wouldn't even talk to each other but who knows if they would now or not but like knowing that like like when you think of who are part of the the the, the beginning of Irish MMA like Paddy Hull and John Kavanagh are just yeah. they're in first, synonymous with yeah each other. synonymous that's the correct word yeah but yeah I just found it really weird and I was like oh shit did you notice but obviously not obviously no uh, very very strange also considering they'd be at Bellator together as well you know what I mean yeah, it's weird when you just hear something like that and you're like, you, you look back at every time and you're like, do you know what, Didn't, John's never been on his podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Interesting. I say, it feels like Roddy's in the middle of all that or something, you know? What, like it's Roddy's fault or? No, no, not like, not meddling in the middle, just sort of like, it seems like he gets along with everyone. Yeah. And then. Well, he seems like such a chilled out guy. Yeah, I know, yeah. Who knows? I know, yeah. It's just a bit strange. But, uh, Okay. Over the weekend, UFC Russia was on. Ross, how come you didn't try and go over to that? 
Um, oh sure, actually you're at the Leinster game, so that's the reason. But um, I forgot y- my Khabib hat. <laughs> <laughs> you were at the Leinster game, but uh, Alistair Overeem defeated Alexi Onyanik. Um First round, TKO. It was very impressive to be honest. The ream with the knees, yeah, kicking it old school. He was looking quite lean as well, wasn't he? Yeah, I was impressed with Overeem. Although I got worried from at one stage where. Ollie Nainik starts throwing punches at him and over him was up against the coat. Yeah. He was covering up and I was like, is he going to get knocked out by Ollie Nainik? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then the demolition man came out and like, it was almost like Ollie Nainik never watched over him fight because he like engaged the clinch with him uh, and yeah. like, the one thing you don't do with over him is give him that clinch. Over him kept saying like, they're all, they're good mates. I was like, what? I mean, all right. Did they both change and in Florida or something at one stage I think oh no I just have a feeling Overeem's been everywhere yeah Joey he's like don't you like girls the big massive lads and then yeah. a bit of a tan and all yeah. someone who could kick people's ass well very very handsome very yeah. appealing yeah, yeah but like Overeem is just like I'd say when he walks into a room women just like quiver and they're like they love him yeah they're like that fella is the demolition man like, yeah yeah Jesus it'd be weird like it's not every day someone will come in and knock the head off him I know yeah yeah but um yeah sorry I just just made it over in my screensaver here on my phone. Done. Um, this weekend, UFC returns to Florida. And in in the headline, it will be Jack Ray Souza taking on Jack Romanson. But uh, Ross, this is going to be competing with Bellator 220 as well. Um, is that is that Fitch versus McDonald? That is Fitch versus McDonald, man. That's interesting because John Fitch recently came out and talked about his... Like he failed a drug test before. And he, he was basically saying that he felt like he needed to do something to compete with everyone else. And he was quite on, open and honest about it. He said he first took banned substances first Paul Harris because he was like, Paul Harris is a cheat and he's taking banned yeah. substances so I should cheat against him because he's going to cheat against me. Which you can sort of understand. But at the end of the day, do you drop your standards to someone else? I think he just thought everyone was getting all this extra stuff that he wasn't getting. Yeah, But it turned out they weren't. I think when it just comes push, comes to the shove and you really don't have anything like I know Fitch is a good like he's a name but uh, when you really don't have any, if you're not like getting money off sponsors and shit you're getting desperate you know well I met his wife in the Jemison Distillery and she was actually lovely but that doesn't mean I think he's gonna beat Roy McDonald um, <laughs> look yeah it does man John Fitch seems like a lovely guy one of the family members of AKA absolute monster great wrestler he probably would have yeah. been UFC champion one stage if George St. Pierre didn't exist but at the end of the day Roy McDonald's a different gravy yeah, but and if, he's if got he beat, more miles on the clock so so are we, st- are we sticking out, like are we going, we're going to just discuss Bellator first and then go back to UFC or what yeah okay right kind of, yeah okay uh, Roy McDonald's going to be headlining the card against John Fitch um, obviously the funny this is for in the welterweight Grand Prix but it'd be funny that if Fitch actually beats McDonald. He becomes he, a champion. He becomes a champ. But then he has to continue to defend that title yeah. in the Grand Prix. Yeah, and whoever wins the Grand Prix gets a million dollars from uh, 50 cent. 50 cent. 50 cent. cent. So who are you going for in that? To be honest, I'm definitely going to go for Roy McDonald. Yeah, I'm going to go I for Roy as well. they get like a TKO in the fourth round. Yeah. Then uh, Hawaii's own, Liam Lay McFarlane is taking on Beta Ortega in the flyweight for the world title. Um, I'm going for Liam Lay. Yeah, in fairness, she looks brilliant, doesn't she? Yeah. And I've never heard of Ortega. So, yeah. And that's good enough reason why, yeah. isn't it? Alima LA is also undefeated. Uh, Phil Davis is taking on Lee McGeary in the light heavyweight. 
that's a rematch. Uh, I think Davis going to win, to be honest. Yeah, and then Benson Henderson is taking on Adam Piccolotti. I think Benson Henderson win that. Yeah. Although he's he's 3-3 three three in Bellator, so like, yeah, as much not... as you just go, that guy's going to win. Like, he's lost half his fights. John, he'd he, he do really well in 165 pounds. Yeah, he would, wouldn't he? He's, he's, he's an in-betweener now, isn't he? Yeah. Hopefully they set up... Someone said that there should be a, like 165 pound competition uh, like Grand Prix and I was like John, that'd be so yeah cool. it was the mo yeah no the schmo the schmo the, the, schmo. Sh- the schmo yeah it'd be brilliant though it would be brilliant in UFC wise it'd be brilliant they had like Khabib Ben Askren Anthony Pettis Kobe Covington it'd be fantastic wouldn't it yeah I think it's a great idea I'm a big fan of the Grand Prix idea to be yeah, honest 100%. Yeah. also if you had a 175 pound division Kelvin Gaston would fight in that as well yeah, you just wonder if they'll change it. I think like Dane White almost has come up with the idea himself. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like you change all the weight class. And be like, right, we're gonna have a hundred and sixty-six pound division and a hundred and seventy-six pound division. Oh, you came up with that, lads. No one thought of that. <laughs> Delete all the footage that someone said that. But uh, that Bellator card that's on in San Jose, California, on Saturday, and then also UFC is on as well, man. Um, Okay, so Ronaldo Jack Ray Souza is taking on Jack Hermanson. Uh, Hermanson just won recently and he's taking on Souza. Ross, what are you going for in here? I'm going for Souza by submission. I just think Hermanson's won his last two fights by submission, so he might be like feeling the submission balls and like the submission balls won't work against Jack Ray Souza. Yeah, I'll go Souza as well. Uh, the notorious Greg Hardy's taking on Dmitry Smolikov. I think Hardy by knockout. Yeah, I he's a, he's such a monster. He lost. He yeah. got he DQ'd in his last fight. You know what it is when he's throwing his punches, he's like he's so like angry when he's doing it. So I think he, he's looking for the KO. Yeah, I feel like he's like going against his soul or something. He's yeah. like he hates himself for some reason. Well, obviously because like he beats women. Um, Alex, the Brazilian cowboy Oliveira is taking a Mai Perry. That should this, be a slugfest. Yeah, that could be like fight of the year candidate as well, couldn't it? I think I think Cowboy's gonna win it just because I think he's actually gonna do a bit of wrestling. Expect blood. Uh, Glover Six Chair is taking on Ian Kutibala. Our mate. Our mate. How much he's back. up for Kutibala or whatever, however you say it. Yeah. I'd, see, I'd like to see Kutibala take on Thiago Santos. Yeah. I, I just want to see the stare down. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, there's obviously like John Lineker's on the card against Corey Sanhagen. Um, I think Jim Miller's on like the prelim prelims. Yeah, there's a few names. Ross, the question is what people want to know. What, what card is the one to watch? Or to just uh, um, watch both? Because sometimes honest, I, I I actually think normally what happens is the Bellator prelims are on. Well, or the Bellator main cards on when the UFC prelims are on. So watch the Bellator main card then, and then watch the UFC main card. Yeah, solid voice, no? That is solid voice. Yeah, it's a, it's a decent Saturday night anyway. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that sort of wraps up the show anyway. So yeah. we covered uh, the rugby, the football, the boxing, and the UFC. Oh, sorry, MMA. So. Uh, so we covered it all. Yeah. Uh, obviously, next week's show is going to be more uh, direct and more crack. Yeah. Also, if you ever have something that you want us to watch and then talk about, let let us know. Because when we did the Michael Jackson one and stuff like that, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, guys, thanks a million for watching. Give us a like, give us a subscribe, shout out on the gram. And as always, stay energized. energized.